Imagine doing all the things right and having money to have the retirement you dreamed of, but then someone literally steals it from you and you have no idea. This happens more than we might think. We are talking elder fraud and we are talking about how to prevent it. That and so much more on this very important edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacking Benjamin show in my mom's half-finished basement. Not very grown-up. I'm Joe Salcihai. You'll get there. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Big thanks to Bestow for supporting Money with Friends. Bestow term life insurance that's 100% online and never requires a medical exam. Prices start at $3 a month. How do you get it? Apply at hellobestow.com slash MWF. That's hellobestow.com slash MWF. And as we start off Thanksgiving week, I think a great way to start off Thanksgiving week, Bobby, is by uh, number one, going out and getting your term life insurance taken care of so you can just enjoy the holidays. But then number two, making sure those older people who you may be spending time with this next week, making sure that uh, their financial picture is intact. Yes, absolutely. Communication is everything. Keep in touch. Um, Know what's going on. Multi-generational support systems. I call it the family ecosystem. Such an important thing to have in place to support each other. And the bad news that we're going to get to here in just a second is that the perpetrators of that fraud might be closer to you than you think they are. So without more foreshadowing, let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money headlines explain six days a week. That can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. Okay, this article comes to us from Forbes. It is by Richard Eisenberg, who, by the way, is a very well-respected journalist. He's also with Next Avenue. And the headline is The Elder Fraud Prevention Program That Works. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're going to focus more on the issue and the solutions to elder fraud. Um, So just to start, the article does say that financial exploitation of older Americans it seems to be getting worse. The Treasury Department reported a 17% increase in the number of cases in 2017 versus 2016. Those are the most recent stats available. And they discuss a program that's been put in place and the results that they've gotten from it and how it is working. What I want to jump to, though, Joe, is why this was so effective at protecting the thrill- 3 million plus customers of institutions Um, when other banks have been less successful in preventing and curbing this elder fraud. Um, Part of the problem is that according to the National Community Reinvestment Coalition, most cases of financial exploitation are unreported by financial institutions. So the first one, first thing that they're doing is they're talking about it. And it goes on to say that Jylene Gunther, National Director of the Bank Safe Initiative, which is at AARP's Public Policy Institute, said the key was teaching employees how to spot the red flags of exploitation and then being empowered to report situations to their managers, to adult protective services, and to law enforcement officials. Quote, it's like fighting pollution. You want to get it at the point of production. 
One bank and credit union representative saw attempts at financial exploitation. They often delayed, excuse me, once bank and credit union representatives saw attempts at financial exploitation, they often delayed suspicious transactions or put a hold on account. So that's what they're talking about, Joe, with the red flags. Yeah, that's, that is, is ugly. Um, and then, um, from Richard, this is Richard Boyce saying, um, I wasn't surprised to learn that the average victim in the bank safe project was a woman between age 70 and 79, uh. but I was surprised that she had under $20,000 in her account on average. I thought the scammers would be going after big money. Elder fraud perpetrators target everyone, regardless of how much money they have in their account. And a family member was the perpetrator in a striking 70% of cases when money was saved due to suspected exploitation. Often scamming family members steal money from accounts held by victims at multiple financial institutions. Wow. And uh, one more line, let me read. They have more than one hand in the cookie jar. They know where all the assets are, where the real estate properties are, where the 401k is. Sure. So on. The National Community Reinvestment Coalition report noted a barrage of scammers, fraudsters, and even close family, uh, close members of social and familiar circles threaten the ability of older adults to age in place in community and with confidence, dignity, and security. For low to moderate income older adults, the prospects are even more stark. The future for BankSafe ARP is so pleased with the BankSafe results. It plans to expand the program to other financial institutions nationwide. The goal, said Whitman, to make sure every person who works with consumers and banks and credit unions is BankSafe trained. Gunther's advice to people in their 50s and 60s concerned that their parents might become elder fraud victims be a second pair of eyes. That means monitoring your mom and dad's financial accounts for unusual behavior. You're likely to know your parents' spending patterns, Gunther said. I have found that to be the case in my own life where it seems like uh, it's, uh, it's, it is family members who are people that just don't, for whatever reason, don't like to work, don't, and they realize that mom or dad is going to give them stuff and feels bad and doesn't want to see their kid be uh, destitute in some cases or in others just be a deadbeat. So inadvertently, they help them be a deadbeat by often just um, taking a browbeating from a family member where they they coerce them into giving them money that they don't have. It's, it's, it's pretty horrible. Well, and sometimes the person is trusting their family member to be the safekeeper of their financial resources, and that person is not. So what is nice about this is a lot of what they institutionalize is the red flags that the bank employees or the employees of the financial institution are encouraged to, you know, hold off, you know, put that 24 hour, 48 hour hold on a transaction so they can investigate exactly what is going on and put that extra line of protection in. Because otherwise, you know, the bank employees are told, you know, just do your job. If there's nothing that necessarily is legally wrong with something, maybe they'll just complete the transaction. But in fact, there is something wrong. Yeah. It's, it's good that they're looking at warning flags there because definitely the teller can put the brakes on on uh, on the system just to, just to make sure. You know, well, we do this live in front of a Facebook audience and Gregory is uh, hanging out with us today. Uh, Gregory says, do you ever try to get into the mindset of the scammers? How do you think they'll justify their behavior to themselves? I'll tell you a couple things that I saw back when I was a financial planner. There were two different things they did. In one case, it was, I need this money right now. I will figure out a way to pay it back. Not even really realizing that mom 
in most cases, by the way, this piece is exactly right. I always saw this with older females who had a lot of compassion, a ton of compassion for, and usually it was a child or a nephew or a niece, somebody who, who had a project going on. They went to them because they knew the person was compassionate. And then they, um, in their own head, Gregory, I think they thought that they would pay it back. I mean, they were convinced they didn't know how they were going to pay it back, but they were convinced that they would pay it back. So it justified the ends justified the means on the other side, uh, a different type of scammer believed that because mom or grandma or aunt so-and-so had a government check coming in every month or a pension check coming in every month, that it was okay to take their money and live on it because they were going to get another check next month, which was very scammy, but it was actually um, uh, putting yourself into their head. I think that's how they justified it. And it's not always, we should say, while it is often family members, it is not always. There are a lot of um, oh, sure. scammers out there who can, you know, they can pretend to be from a charity. They can tell people that they owe money. A lot of people impersonate things, you know, entities like the IRS and older people will just pay it. They'll just authorize that a check be written for something that they don't in fact owe money for. They can be told you do owe money, you, you owe this bill and you're going to be in trouble if you don't pay it. And it can really scare them. And they might be embarrassed that they didn't pay a bill or that they aren't on top of things. And they may not want to put um, to tell someone that they trust it, because it, it's embarrassing. No one wants to admit that maybe they made a mistake, whether it's making a mistake to give the money to a scammer or just being believing the scammer who sounds like they're there to help them and says, oh, I can clear off this bill for you. I can collect. You didn't realize you had that bill? Oh, yes, you owe this amount of money. And they'll say, oh, of course, I want to pay it. And they think they're doing the right thing. And and they don't want to tell someone that they may have made a mistake. Yeah, Kathy says, same thing happens with disabled people. Their caregivers quite often keep their money and give the disabled person just enough money to barely eat. We've seen that before. Uh, So monitoring those people is important. There's some fintech companies out there, by the way, that aren't national yet. We did a story on Stacking Benjamins about one uh, maybe a year ago that is uh, in the Chicago area, and I'm not going to get the name here, but but they have, uh, even if you can't be there, the the person, the caregiver has their video on for uh, the whole time that they're working with the person. So you're able to kind of see what's going on, which I thought was helpful. They report when they get there, they report when they leave, they have to report a lot of stuff to concerned family members. Uh, Amy says she's recently become a conservator for an aunt who is helping another family, helping in quotes, another family member a bit too much. I, th- that's the one Amy yeah. that I saw all the time. You know what though, Bobby, we can't, obviously this ARP thing sounds great. We have nothing to do with that. We can't help that succeed. Uh, but what we can do is give people other resources. You and I know another resource. Our mutual friend Cameron Huddleston has a new yeah. book out about this, which is very I good. I thinking about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was. I was done. It just, I think that's a great resource uh, called, I believe, Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk. Exactly. And it, and it was inspired by Cameron's own story, um, helping her mother, which she was able to get the legal documents in place just in time before her mother really needed help because her um, her health was failing. And it's so important that Cameron was able to do that. And then she really created this book, which is so important and, and really a gift, which explains specifically what you need to do to put the right controls in place to be able to financially be in control of, of your elder relatives' assets as a 
protector, frankly, and to protect them from many people that will come after them and take advantage of the fact that they may not be as mentally agile as they were when they were younger. Yeah, I love the I love the way we don't have time to get into it today. We can just mention the resource, but I love the way she talks about even approaching older family members to help them to make sure that they're not they're not being scammed. Yeah, um, she has specific um, scripts in place. And we each, by the way, also interviewed Cameron on our respective shows. So you can listen to her on Stacking Benjamins or on Financial Grown Up, hopefully both, and uh, hear from Cameron directly. Yeah, and I, I would actually advocate both, not because we want you both to listen to our shows, but because of the fact that uh, Bobby interviews ask different questions than I do. And I think you get a nice uh, whole picture if you listen to both of those. Great idea. Uh, let's let's talk about another way to help your immediate family, which is life insurance. How about that, Bobby? Yeah, very yeah. important. I'm a big uh, fan of life insurance. We're I, so, I own a lot of it. <laughs> we're so happy Bestow supports the uh, this episode of Buddy with Friends. Life insurance is important, but the process should not take forever. If you're familiar with how most people get life insurance, you're going to know the potential for how excruciating it can be. Long forms, medical exam a couple weeks later, then that's long wait for a price that might or might not be what you expected. Well, You've got other things to do. So Bestow takes that whole long process and makes it easy. You can do it right after you listen to this show or even pause and do it now. Bestow offers term life insurance. It's 100% online. They never require a medical exam ever. Prices start at, get this, $3 a month. Policies are available for two, 10, and 20 years. I personally like the longer term coverages if you're older, uh, if you're younger, excuse me, and you know you're going to need it for a long time. But take the, start off with the end in mind. Think about how long you're going to need it and then go from there. No need to put in your name, your email, your phone to get a quote. You can just get a quote without any of that. So for your quote today, you'll feel a lot better because you have the coverage you need. Apply at hellobestow.com. That's hellobestow.com slash MWF to tell them that we sent you. So big thanks to Bestow for supporting the show and great way to start your Thanksgiving week in America. Go get your Go get your life insurance taken care of. Then you're sitting around with everybody at the table. You can overindulge in the turkey, knowing that if you really overdo it, everybody's <laughs> no, going to. Don't do that. No, don't that's, that's probably that horrible. Don't say that. Horrible advice, right? No, don't go there. I don't like that image. But actually, no, I think one thing that, that's changed that Bestow is innovating is the fact that you don't have to wait for the quote, you don't have to wait for the medical exam. And that's a huge thing because you get it done. Instead of creating another to-do thing on your list, it's done. Yeah, we don't need Yeah, yeah, just get it over with. All right, it's that time. I went first on Saturday, so you get to go first today. What's our big takeaway here? If you see something, say something, red flag it. Not just the bank employees, you can do it too. Whatever age we are. Make it easier for others to red flag things. There are systems you can set up with all of the financial institutions, whatever age you are, by the way, to receive alerts for suspicious activity. The elderly are particularly vulnerable, but it can happen to any of us. Let's all watch each other's backs. I I I I think that's important and dovetails very closely into what I was going to say. I don't think there's a lot of room for a ton of takeaways here, Bobby, but but mine was it's so difficult to start the conversation with older people when you think they might be getting scammed. It's so difficult, but this is not optional. Uh even though you knew them when they were younger, when when uh they were much more of a parent or an aunt or an uncle or 
good friend uh, that that mentored you, sometimes at some point that role needs to reverse and you need to take care of the people that took care of you. So don't be afraid to start that conversation with somebody. Um, make sure that they have the right people in their corner and the right help in their corner so that their money can last for their full life. Because as we saw today, they're not going after big money accounts. They're going after people that can't afford to lose their money. Frankly, nobody can afford to lose their money. But when somebody has $20,000 left to their name, yeah, they're going after the little person too. So uh, don't don't uh, think this is just a rich person problem. Yeah. And those people that have the smaller accounts may not have the systems in place to detect this the way someone with a bigger account may. And that might be part of the attraction of those accounts. Yeah, which is so sad. There's is that they're often less sophisticated investors. Special place hard. in hell for those people, Bobby. Special special room. Yeah, getting the suite at the top of the hell uh, uh, hell tower. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about what's coming. On a really upbeat note, Joe. <laughs> yes. Big thanks to everybody for hanging out with us today. If you want to uh, help us make the show, like uh, Amy and Gregory and and uh, uh, who else? Kathy Ryan. and many other people did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ron, Ryan, uh, lots of people did Ray. today. Ray, uh, head to uh, facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins and uh, or to our website, uh, Money with Friends Podcast. And Bobby? Also, you can write reviews on any platform that you listen to, especially Apple. We love hearing feedback, especially with our new format. So that is much appreciated. And it's great when you get to participate in our social media polls on Instagram at MoneyFriendsPod. Follow the stories and you can get previews of the shows that we're going to tape and participate in polls and questions. And we will read many of them on the show and give you a shout out. So you can do that and be part of the show, even if you aren't here for our live taping, or you can do both. And you can read more about the show, about me and Joe and all of our thought leaders that participate on our website at moneywithfriendspodcast.com. That's good to do for today. Bobby's back with another one of those thought leaders tomorrow. Who are you hanging out with tomorrow, Bobby? Trey Baj, just in time. Just in time. For the big holiday shopping season, smart shopping expert, dear friend Trey Baj. Yeah, I can only guess what you and Trey are going to talk about tomorrow. Anytime but. I need help, I literally am texting Trey. Like, I need to buy, in this case recently, a washer dryer. I am literally texting Trey and she's telling me what, what to do. She's on speed dial and she'll be on yours too after tomorrow. We'll see everybody <laughs> later. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.